Hi, Claire and James here. Just before we get stuck into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know the exciting news that the Midlife Reset Audit is now live. This is a first-of-its-kind personalised diagnostic tool designed for midlifers by midlifers. In just three minutes, the audit will help you pinpoint what's really holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife, and most importantly, provide tailored strategies on how to take back control. Midlife doesn't have to be a time of uncertainty. It can be an era of growth, discovery, and well-being. So to go ahead and take the audit, go to themidlifementors.com forward slash audit. In this episode, we're sharing the importance of a realistic morning routine. And the key word here is realistic, not perfect. This episode came about after seeing a post from someone on social media about their own daily routine. It had about 30 things on it, and we worked out it would take over four hours to get through before even starting work. Now, this breeds a feeling of inadequacy and can make us feel as though we're not doing enough or being enough. It also highlights why we must be discerning about how we utilise information from social media, because life isn't perfect, and yet we're seeing everyone's highlight reels. Of course, a good morning routine will set you up for the day, but it also has to work for you in terms of its timings and focus. So here we offer up a simple routine that takes about 10 minutes and will set you up for a powerful, joyful day. Hi, I'm James Davis. And I'm Claire Davis. We're the Midlife Mentors, here to lift the lid on how to achieve health and happiness. The balanced, no-nonsense way. Welcome to another episode of the Midlife Mentors with me, James. And me, Claire. And Lola, our dog, who is being very, very needy at the moment because we've been naughty parents and left her for most of October, haven't we? We have. We are now back in a very wet and rainy London. <laughs> See my voice go there. After obviously uh, travelling around America, if you caught our last podcast, remember that, and we were just about to go to Ibiza to run our retreat. So we've now been to Ibiza, run our retreat, which was just fabulous um, and now we're back in London we are but we've been used to the sunshine I'm not gonna lie not the gray skies so but Ibiza was incredible it was the first time we have run a retreat at Six Senses in the north of the island and it was just incredible I have to say it's it's breathtaking the location of it but also just the service the tiny details the um the residence we were in we will definitely but definitely be going back. We're already in conversations. We're doing more dates next year. So I, I think it's very safe to say that we will be doing more retreats next year. And I think it's just taken us a couple of years. Since 2020, when obviously our, our main business was running retreats for 10, 11 years through our other brand, 38 Degrees North, it's just taken us a little while with everything else we've had going on with the Midlife Mentors to really realise that retreats is something we want to bring back in a, yeah. in a, in a bigger way. I think it was such a, a fabulous experience this time, like a really intimate, a great group size. So that's one thing we've noted, actually. We're going we're gonna to cap our group sizes at eight people going forward to give that really 
and personal, intimate feel, make it a really immersive experience. Um, and we're definitely going to run more, but we're not going to be running loads next year. No. Um, as Claire said, we, we'll, we're in talks to go back to Six Senses, definitely there, and um, a couple of other places Yay. as well in different locations, Yay. which is very, very exciting. It is really exciting. It brings us a lot of joy. I know, you know, we're, we're a bit... I think we're all a bit online out, aren't we? I think we... We are hardwired for connection. And although we don't want to go back to running the 14 to 16 retreats that we used to do in a year because that was exhausting, we definitely realise we, we're we in our element. We really shine and really do our stuff well in person. So people get so much more. We all get so much more out of being connected with people in person, I think. So we want to offer that to, to more people next year. So watch out, watch out, world. Well. The retreats are coming back from Claire and James in yeah in a bigger capacity. But like James said, we'll be keeping the the, the group size small. Yeah, so excited for that. Um, I think twenty twenty four is going to be an amazing year. So yeah, got excited. lots of plans. We've also lots got plans lots of plans, lots of plans for November and December, uh, which which we're really really excited about. October, we haven't really been on social media all that much in October. It's been quite refreshing, actually. Which has been quite refreshing and kind of leads into what we wanted to talk to you about today, which is about, it's not just about, uh, well, actually, we want to talk to you about a morning routine, but it was been, it's been triggered by me seeing something from someone I follow. Actually, I did snooze this person. <laughs> on Facebook but then they popped back up again and this was the post I saw and I just had my head in my hands about it because it was all about how much that person gets done in a day like his his daily routine um and I think it leads on from the whole social media thing because we just feel I think as human beings so overwhelmed we are just constantly on and there's a sense of guilt and panic and worry if we're not constantly on. And I have to say, some of some of the transformations I've been going through this year, and if you've listened to any other recent podcasts, you, you kind of get the idea that for me personally, there's been a lot of shift and change in a, in a magnificent way. And, and the same for James. One of the things I realised was I was really feeling like, like a slave all the time to social media. And the truth is guess what in October not posting as much as I normally do because I do most of the social media for our businesses the world hasn't fallen apart in fact we've actually taken on more clients <laughs> um, through not doing so much social media so this addiction and this panic and this feeling of if you run your own business that you've always got to be on social media and always connected I call BS on that bullshit on that because actually once we're in a more grounded state and we're in more joy and gratitude for what we're doing, that's when we attract more of the right people to us. Yeah, I also say that I think um, a morning routine is so, so important, but there's so much misinformation or information overload out there. And it's easy, you know, we see we see people in the health space, wellness space, and they're like, this is my routine. And you, you make that up, it's like four hours of stuff. And let's be realistic maybe that gets results maybe it doesn't but who who has when they're juggling their their job their career their family their their social lives time to do four i mean one person we saw it we went at it up it was like six to eight hours of stuff and they claimed that was their normal daily routine before they do the rest of their work well, that's it's just yeah calling bs on it but also not letting people feel that that there's so much to have to do it's, it's making people feel inadequate again and i think this is something we went home to on the retreat actually so this podcast also coming out of the retreat just giving people a simple morning routine they could run through that takes about 10 minutes 
that actually everyone said made them feel so much more empowered, positive, energised for the day ahead. Yeah, and I think the reason I was... I, I just read this, and I've done a post about it, and if you're on our newsletter, you'll get a newsletter about this, so I wrote a post about it. Um, but I think I read it, and my instinct, even though I have snoozed this person because I find them... I just I find the ego quite off-putting. But obviously it popped back up again. But I was reading this post and I was thinking, oh my goodness, am I not, Claire, am I not going to be successful um, in my business? Am I not going to be happy, joyful, unless, or grounded, or more connected to universal intelligence, or whatever it is, if I'm not doing all these things that this guy is doing? I actually had that thought. I actually had that thought. And obviously, consciously, I know that that's ridiculous, but inside of me, I felt inadequate and I thought, oh my goodness, um, no wonder this person's successful because it's doing this, 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 this and this. And it is utter, utter nonsense. You know, and, and this is the thing, we're made to feel less than, like, shamed if we're not doing all of these things that everyone else is doing that are actually just showing us their highlight reels. They're probably not doing all of that. They're probably not even as successful as they say they am and they're sure... Definitely, definitely having ups and downs in life and you're just seeing the highlight reels. But like James said, this person, we added it up and I thought if he does 10 minutes, just 10 minutes of each of these things he's listed, it's four hours in the morning before he's even gotten with the rest of it. I mean, that's just, and I can't stand that. I just find it really, really frustrating that people are putting that stuff out there and making us all feel (laughs) like we're somehow failing at life and not being perfect at life if we're not dialing in all of that stuff but like James said it is important to have a morning routine I don't know whether you want to just explain why it's important James like Mm. to have that morning routine and then we'll dive into what that might look like for people yeah there are are a few reasons the first is like when when we sleep we we still don't really understand why sleep and dreaming is so important from an evolutionary perspective sleep makes no sense right um you're losing a considerable chunk of each day to inactivity. You're extremely vulnerable to, to predators. Um, you're not actually actively hunting gathering. From an evolutionary perspective, sleep doesn't make sense. Yet, you know, all, all species do it. So it must have a very, very valuable function. Um, we know we can monitor brain activity. We believe it's something about processing what we've been through, experiences coming through. So... When we wake from sleep, though, we're still in what we call a theta state. So we're still primed to absorb new information, which is why doing stuff when you first wake up is so, so powerful. Another reason is, you know, as soon as we wake up, if we wake up and we go to external stimulus straight away, i.e. we turn on the news, the radio, we pick up our phone, look at social media, look at ages, we're straight away, we're reactive to the world and we're setting the tone for the day of being reactive rather than staying closed off from all that because we've woken from our dream we've processed what we need to process we're still in theta and actually thinking about how we want to start our day how we want to ground what the influences that we want to carry forward into the day this is why i think starting your day with some sort of routine that allows this is so so important yeah because you're right there you know there is we're we are in that kind of vulnerable state aren't we that when we come out of sleep we're we're vulnerable to external stimulus Mm. stimuli um, from everywhere else and if we don't control or have responsibility for what we're experiencing as soon as we wake up because our minds is in that state of sleep we're really vulnerable to letting things in that are going to affect the rest of the, and set the tone for the rest of the day so i will just give you an example on 
on our retreat, and I want to be really, really clear here. Sometimes what's worked for me at certain parts, times in my life as a morning routine isn't what then works at other times for me as my morning routine. So I'm the sort of person that likes to be now, I like to be quite flexible with what I do for my morning routine from week to week, depending on what's going on for me. And that's why it's really, really important to have a big toolkit of things to go to. You know, we teach on the midlife method, a really big toolkit on our coaching calls. We teach a big toolkit and at our retreats, we do the same. But what we don't want people to do is feel like it's another tick list. You know, I've got to get up and I've got to tick this off, tick this off, tick this off, tick this off. You really want you to enjoy the process. And that's the most important thing. Enjoy what you're doing. Find out what works for you and makes you feel good in the morning and do that. And if something isn't making you feel any good anymore, please don't feel like you have to carry on doing it. Just find something else. Mm. Do something else. Because... Otherwise, we're just putting more pressure on ourselves and more stress on ourselves. And we're starting the day actually in the complete opposite way of what we're trying to do, which is frustrated with ourselves, beating ourselves up for not doing it right, not doing it perfectly and doing the same thing where we're not finding much enjoyment. Yeah, I'll just say, we're going to give you an example of a morning routine, I think, um, similar to the one we ran through on the retreat. But I think it's really important to say what Claire said there. You know, um, when we're doing anything over and over, yes, consistency is mastery. You want to be disciplined at it. But sometimes, you know, you want to let your intuition guide you. And if you feel like doing something slightly different, then that's okay too. I think it's good to have a, a toolkit of processes that you go to. For me personally, you know, I've got a morning routine that is set. But within that, I might vary some of the modalities that I use just to keep things different and to keep challenging my brain in different ways. Yeah, and mine's really, really changed since May and um, and continues to change. And it's really, really freeing, actually, for me to get up in the morning and, and kind of have like a parameters around which I, what, what I want to do. But it's quite a freeing just to get up and go, okay, do I feel like journaling right now? Do I feel like um, actually just sitting in a bit of peace and connecting with that, you know, higher intelligence? Is it that I want to sit here and write a gratitude list or just feel the gratitude? Whatever that is for you, I feel a lot of freedom now and that I've given myself that opportunity to do that. So on the retreat... Um, one of the things that I welcomed the guests to do was before we did anything, uh, was to join me and everyone else in a little morning setup routine. So what we did, I did a little visualization for grounding them first. And you can find these visualizations also, if you want one of these visualizations that I've done, please just reach out to us, email us on team at the midlifementors.com. Um, I can send you a link to to one of the grounding meditations that we've done. But it's literally about five minutes to ground you um, and give you permission to just be in that moment. And once we've grounded you with that visualization, we I just asked uh, the participants to think of one person that they are grateful for and why. And really allow that to flood through their body, allow that love and gratitude to flood through their body. Then I asked them to think of one thing they are grateful for about themselves and allow that to flood through the body. Something that they've achieved, something that they've overcome, the person that they have become, something about themselves. And again, like really, really allow that to be felt. And finally, just something in their life generally that they are grateful for and why. So really understanding the why and feeling the emotion of it. And once we had done that, um, I asked them to uh, come back, pick up their book, Um, And write those things down, those gratitude um, elements down. 
So those three three bits of gratitude. Because that really like embeds embeds the emotion, really, really drills it down, really gets you feeling it. So writing it down and then just asking them to create an intention for the day. So what the intention is for the day. Um, and it can be really, really simple, as, as simple as I intend to be present in my life today. I intend to make healthy choices today. I intend to be patient with my work colleagues today. I intend to do a great presentation today. Anything. It can be absolutely anything, but keep it simple. And then finally, actually just doing um, a few simple affirmations, which are I am statements, which again, really, really help with the subconscious mind rewiring the neural pathways. A lot of the time we say things that we're not, you know, like I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. I'm not good at this. What we want to do is reinstall the hardware by saying affirmations to ourselves like I am peace I am love I am calm I am grounded I am safe I'm a beautiful person I am important these kind of affirmations start to really really build up over time so what I asked them to do was just write down um, I set a timer for 30 seconds write down I am affirmations people find this really hard at the beginning because we're so used to the negative voice in our head we find it really hard to say nice things about ourselves And then I just ask them to pick one of those affirmations, hold their hands to their heart and repeat that affirmation, that one affirmation to them three times. That whole process took no more than about 10 to 15 minutes. Um, And everyone, everyone was like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. And I've had messages since being home of I'm carrying on my routine. It feels really good. And it's the first thing to go, isn't it, James? Like Mm. it's the first thing. We seem to be able to even like on the health train like keep up with fitness keep up with mindset the mindset stuff is the thing that most of us when we're in a bad place or a good place actually finds oh don't worry I, I, I can't be bothered to do it but it's the one thing that creates such massive internal change it so it so is what I say on that is you know um, on those days where you're feeling pressured stressed whatever if you're traveling and that can be challenging, as, as we know from the last month. Yeah. You know, don't feel you have to do the whole thing. Just doing something to keep reinforcing those neural networks is enough. So it might be you just take the time where you're lying in bed when you first wake up to think of three things I'm grateful for from yesterday, three things I'm grateful for in general, and set an intention for the day. It might be you flick to something like Insight Timer and just find a two-minute affirmation to listen to there. As long as you're doing something you know, journaling, whatever, you're just just sending that signal to your subconscious that you're on this and you're on this path. And it continues to make a difference to how you feel throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. And I would just say, unless um, you've got anything else to add, James, I would just say, to summarise, you know, just please, please do what works for you. And don't be shamed into into all of these different things. It's absolute overwhelm. I mean, I just read that post and I was overwhelmed reading it. And... You know, what works for that person won't work for you necessarily. We're all individual. And so let's stop comparing ourselves and expecting ourselves to be perfect. You know, this, the the most important thing is you keep coming home to yourself and keep remembering that this is your life, your process. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. Even to the point of, you know, like, oh, meditation works for me. Well, that's great, but it might not work for another person affirmations might work for me well great that it doesn't work for another person just find what makes you feel more at peace within yourself more at home within yourself more connected to who you really are and keep on doing that is what I would say but don't poo poo it altogether 
make sure that you do get up in the morning, that you set that you set your own tone for the day, whatever that looks like. But we just wanted to give you, um, yeah, a bit of a summary about what we do and ha- and how it really positively impacted our retreat guests, actually. But all the other stuff, snooze it, put it away, don't become overwhelmed by it, don't be shamed by it. Uh, life is not perfect, we're not perfect, stop having these massive expectations on ourselves, is what I would say. And that's it. That is it. That is it. Love to hear your thoughts on that. As always, you can catch us at team at the midlifementors.com. You can follow us on our socials at Midlife Mentors or at the Midlife Mentors, depending on the channel. Yeah. Um, you can join our free Facebook community, which These is growing the all the time. You just type in uh, the Midlife Mentors community. And yeah, wishing you all the best. Yeah, you can find all those links on our, um, on the show notes as well. So um, for ease. But we're sending you so, so much love and we will catch you next week. You've been listening to the Midlife Mentors with Claire and James Davis. We'd love to hear from you. So drop us a line at info at themidlifementors.com with any questions or topic suggestions. And make sure you join us on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. You can find us under The Midlife Mentors. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and don't forget to take the Midlife Reset Audit now to receive personalised insights into what's holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife. So go ahead and take the audit now at themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.